Trash Can presents What Hunters Talk About in the Deer Blind. I tell you, Billy Bob, I ain't never been down on the, down on the, down on the you know, down on the street on the stand on and then next thing you know, I'm down and you can't, can't even see him. What do you think? What do you think about that, man? Yeah, man, talking about that, everything like that, man. That Miller Light, man, you gotta get and that Miller Light. Gotta get some of them beers, man. I'm not buying them NASCAR and Jeff Gordon and stuff, and uh, and retirement and uh, old uh, Social Security check getting taking me off. And that's what I'm saying. Thank you for listening to. Trash Camp presents what deer hunters talk about in the deer blind. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And you're listening to not NPR, but the Donut Box Podcast. Well, buddy, it's officially 45. We're five away from 50 and seven away from our year. uh, it, It being Trash Can's one year. Anniversary, birthday, what do you call it? I guess it's our birthday, I guess. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, we plan on putting this season to bed and starting a whole new season for the new year. Doesn't mean we're taking a break, but hey, we figure we'll delineate the years by seasons, right? So if you are a brand new listener, welcome to the Donut Box Podcast. If you're a returning listener, welcome back, man. We have been growing like no other. We've been growing uh, definitely in the Europe region, man. Ireland, London, Belgium, France, Spain, and then we got listeners in Australia, Malaysia, India, Japan, uh, Russia, and over in the States, man, we've been kind of hitting a, like, a northeastern stretch. There have been a lot of listeners in Virginia, of course, y'all have been A1 since day one, but we've kind of spread out to like Washington, D.C., um, New York is kind of growing, Cincinnati, um, Ohio in the Midwest, and of course we love our people in New Mexico, Wichita, Kansas, Chicago, Illinois, Milwaukee. Um, shout out to all you guys! And hey, we just want to send our thoughts and prayers to our listeners in Florida that they're going through the hurricane right now. Um, we are praying for you and with you, and uh, so I know that that is no fun. But yeah, hope everybody's safe over there. Yeah, man. So we are gonna jump right into our old-fashioned donut, which is a story from our past. And if you listen to our last episode, we did Crappy Jobs Part One, where Micah talked about when he worked at the airport and he got heat poisoning, and it was just really a crappy job because they worked you and worked you, worked you, and they didn't even provide water for you, did they? Nope, they didn't provide water, and the check bounced. So. Pretty pretty terrible experience all the way around. Yep. So this week we are going to talk about my crappy jobs. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll hear about my Buick. And the story that goes along with that Buick is I worked at for nine months at Chuck E. Cheese and I saved up enough money to pay for cash for my car. Chuck E. Cheese was my first official job. And like everybody else's, it was one of my crappiest jobs. There's one other when I worked for the movie company, but Chuck E. Cheese was crappy. And I remember being 16 and I had only been 16 for like a month. And there were some places that hired at like 15, but you could only work like maybe 10 hours, 15 hours max because of the rules. And I remember when I turned 16, I just went job hunting. And for some reason, I don't know why I decided to go to Chuck E. Cheese of all places. Uh, Charles Entertainment Cheese is the mouse's official name. But I don't know. I guess Chuck E. Cheese was like a staple for my childhood. Was it a staple for you? Is it Was it like when you think of Chuck E. Cheese, do you automatically think that's my childhood? I wouldn't say like that's my childhood. But then again, I 
grew up part in the States, part not the States. But whenever I was in the States, like, we went a few times, but it wasn't anything, I think, probably about four or five times total. So it wasn't like a, a childhood staple or anything, but, like, if a friend had a birthday party or something like that, you know. So Chuck E. Cheese was, like, a big staple for me. Uh, I had my first birthday party there. Um Ironically, that's when my dad decided that he wanted to give me the talk about the birds and the bees for some reason when I was in fifth grade. He was like, oh, yeah, you're going to have some fun, and then uh, I'm going to destroy your childhood here at Chuck E. Cheese. And we had that awkward conversation. I remember being like, why did you have this conversation here with me at Chuck E. Cheese? And oddly enough, um, my first job was at Chuck E. Cheese, and I actually had my first kiss at Chuck E. Cheese when I was working at Chuck E. Cheese, uh, <laughs> oddly enough. So I got hired, and I got hired on as a game room attendant. Now, I thought that, okay, game room attendant, I'm just going to go fix the games and maybe fill the games with tickets, and that's it. No, that was only one-fifth of your job. So game room attendants... They had to not only fix all the games and fill the games with tickets, but they also had to run the pizzas out the window. They also had to bust tables. And then once a night, you had to put on the Chuck E. Cheese uniform and you had to dress up as Chuck E. Cheese and make an appearance and do a walk around. Not to mention on top of that, if there was a birthday party, you definitely had to come out as uh, Chuck E. Cheese himself. So... To put this in perspective, there were over 100 games and there were over 60 tables and they would only schedule one game room attendant during the weekday and then they would schedule two game room attendants during the weekend. And it was awful. So part of the closing duties were you had to not only bust all your tables, you had to take them take the tables out and sweep underneath them. You had to fill all your napkins and your cheeses and then you had to vacuum the whole restaurant part. Then you had to make sure all the games were filled up with tickets. Then you had to wipe down all 150 games. And then you had to vacuum the whole rest of the store on top of that. So, and when I say you had to wipe these games down, like the basketball games where you shoot the hoops, you would have to get inside and you would have to clean like the inside of it. You'd have to clean the rim. And so... Granted, I was 16 and we couldn't start closing up till like eight o'clock. So you had to like really learn your time management. And when I first started there, the assistant manager that was there, his name was Chris. And he was he would make you stay until you did it right. So he would be like, oh, this isn't right. Oh, this isn't right. So you got to stay and you got to clean it all. And sometimes I wouldn't get out of there till 11 or midnight on a week like night. And then on the weekend, I wouldn't get out of there till 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. And it was crazy, man. And then, not to mention that, people were rude. And then when you were in the Chucky suit, man, them kids, they didn't like Chucky, so they would kick them in the no-no square, and they would kick them where the sun don't shine. So I got kicked plenty of times. I remember there was this one time, this kid, man, he kicked me in the back, like, really hard. And I wanted to snatch him up by his little braids, bro. I got so so mad and then on top of that like they you had to hustle so sometimes that suit would be like so hot that you would be like sweating inside of it but you couldn't like wipe your sweat because you had this big old chucky e. cheese head on you and so sometimes sweat would get in my eye and i couldn't see and then to top that all off mind you i was getting paid 725 which was minimum wage at the time it's still been 725 since then 
Uh, I, have they bumped it up? Have they bumped up minimum wage? They're doing it incrementally, but I think it's like twenty twenty four to be twelve dollars an hour. Wow, that's crazy. So it was seven twenty five. So then, of course, you'd also have to get in the little playground and wipe the windows down and everything. Well, one time while I was running pizzas and fixing games, a little kid decided that he wanted to take a dookie <laughs> in <laughs> the playground. And I was a little guy, and they were like, all right, Chris, you're going to get up there, and you're going to clean up the dookie. And I was like, I don't want to, man. And they were like, well, there's no one else that can get up there, so you had to. So it was very uh, disgusting. It was literally a crappy job. Were you going to make that joke? <laughs> yeah, and I was also going to cut into, I remember that night very distinctly. This man called me, and he didn't get a cell phone until he was 16, so like, we, we were just to the point where we were calling each other. I remember he called me. He's like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit right now. It's like, I'm not cleaning up this. I'm not cleaning up this dookie. I'm not going to do it. I remember it. And I had to like talk him down. I was just like, calm down, man. You're going to have to clean up the dookie. And he's like, I don't want to. And I'm like, I understand. But if you want to keep your job, you got <laughs> you to clean the dookie. Yep. I was raised to not be a quitter. So I knew quitting my job was not an option unless I had a legitimate reason and then on top of that, so like you would be having to, you were one person. And so you would have to bust tables, make sure all your tables were bust. And then you wore like a radio. And so P, uh, like the manager being in your ear, he'd be like, okay, I need this table bus. And then there would be pizzas in the window at the same time. He's like, you need to get these pizzas out of the window. And then he's like, oh yeah, you need to get to this game. So you were like juggling three pieces of the thing. And it was really hard, man, because like, you would have pizzas running and then people would be waiting on you to fix their games because they either ate their token or didn't give them their tickets. And then on top of that, people are like waiting for empty tables. Uh, so you had to bust it off. So you were a one-man show. And really, it was a poor management style. But the one thing that I did learn is how to do a job correctly because that manager, even though I hated him at first, I respected him because he taught me how to do things the right way and not cut corners. And so... Um, yeah, so I really learned how to work hard and how to do things the right way. And but yeah, it was it was a hard job, man. And I knew I quit the like right when my junior year started cuz I knew that my junior year was going to be a tough year. And so I was like, yeah, I'm I'm done. So I Didn't you have like four AP classes junior year? Yeah, I had four AP classes and I knew that I was not going to be able to get my work done if I stayed on at Chuck E. Cheese. So I took the money uh, bought my 1996 Buick Century, uh, Sally Julia, as we called her, and she had Texas flags, and it was a good time, but I enjoyed that car, man. So it, it was definitely worth the reward, and I remember at the time, it was really hard for me because like all my friends wanted to go out and spend their money, and I was like, no, nah, I got to save for a car. So, But yeah, that was my crappy job. Heck yeah, man. I remember that job. I was glad when you left. <laughs> the good thing was is that I got free tokens, and so Micah got free tokens, and Every game was one token, so we could just go to Chuck E. Cheese and uh, play anytime we wanted. In fact, if you remember from uh, one of our episodes when we talked about coming to San Antonio and uh, going to Chuck E. Cheese, I think most of it was free because we still had a whole cup worth of tokens from when he worked there. We just spent it all there. True, true. So, yep, that was my crappy job, but enough about that. We're going to segue into our jelly donut, which is the jail report. Michael, what do you have for us on the jail report today? Oh, we started something last time. Um, I had the jail report. And, uh, you know, we love the state of Florida so much. We love you guys in Florida. And so we're, we're going to do more Florida 
crime stories. What do you, what do you think about Florida crime stories, Chris? I think we should in order to honor our Floridians while they're going through this tough time. Maybe these crime stories will help make you feel better or maybe not. I hope it makes you feel better. I just want to give a demo of whoever wants to sponsor us, especially if it's the state of Florida. Um, we could say something along the lines of, this next segment is brought to you by the state of Florida. They're not all criminals, we promise. It's just funny stories. All right. Um, <laughs> so the first one, a Florida man in Palm City was arrested for trying to get a gator drunk. Now, if you remember the last time... We did um, the jail report from Florida. There was a guy who got ate by a gator while he was hiding. This man tried to get the gator drunk. Wow, that's really interesting. Uh, maybe he was, was he drunk himself? Yes, so <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't sound like it was too big of a gator, right? So it says the critter was caught. The alligator was forced a few brewskis, so beers, apparently promptly biting. I mean, you would think that gator would do that. So the animal wasn't intoxicated when police got there. So apparently not enough beer. And uh, they took him to jail. Yeah, so apparently didn't do much to the gator. And apparently the guy got bit and taken to jail. Wow, so like what did he do? Just hold the gator's mouth open and then like pour it down his... I don't know how you even like pry a gator's jaws open. I, I don't know, but I'm assuming that's probably how he got bit. I mean, trying to hold the hold the mouth open. Crazy story there. So here's another one. A Florida man in Vero Beach had a very interesting defense for his DUI charge. The Indian County or Indian River County Sheriff's Office reported to a or responded to a report at McDonald's where a woman claimed the car was repeatedly colliding with her bumper. When asked by police how the man was feeling after ramming this lady's bumper a ton, the offending driver said he felt pretty good and was very happy about it. And then he took a brazen swig from his Jim Beam bottle right in front of the police. Wow, crazy. Alcohol will make you do some crazy things. Step number one, it impairs your judgment. Yeah, apparently. So um, he was arrested for a myriad of items there, um, including damage to private property. And apparently the lady sued him in civil court as well. So he had to pay... A bunch of money, cause I hear DUIs are like ten grand. Yeah, I bet they are, man. It's it's not cheap to drive drunk. <laughs> that sounds like a good slogan for like a good don't don't <laughs> drink and drive. It's not cheap to there drive drunk. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say only you can prevent forest fires, but that's not right either. <laughs> Smoky bear segue. Okay. <laughs> so uh, my last one here. So. Literally, a Florida man uh, blocked the path of a truck by performing flips in the middle of the roadway, like cartwheel flips in the middle of the roadway. So he kept going and apparently started creating quite the crowd and also blocking up both lanes of traffic. I don't know how you do that as one guy. That's my question. Even if it's two-lane road, how are you blocking both lanes of traffic? I mean, he had to be doing lots of cartwheels back and forth to block the whole thing yeah well what i'm saying is he, he had to yeah like you said he had to be going back and forth maybe between the median and like he was probably like uh, on the median and kind of between both sides of the uh street but that's crazy man was he drunk too i i hadn't gotten to that one yet so apparently he tried to escape and this sounds like he's drunk 
by performing cartwheels. So literally, he was trying to flip out to safety. And what ended up happening? He ended up kicking a cop in the process. So they tacked on a charge of assault on an officer, which, of course, made it like ten times worse. Really what they were going to take him to jail for was, I mean, it sounds like public intoxication. And, you know, they'll tack on some goofy one like stopping the lane of traffic or some crazy whatever. Stop doing the cartwheels if the guy's diving on you because if you kick him or you hurt the guy, you know, it's a pretty serious charge to get tacked on. But so when this guy was asked, he said, why, why, why are you doing this? He said that he was auditioning for the Orlando Magic dance team. So like the basketball team's dance team in the middle of the street. And um, apparently he thought he was doing very, very good. But he wasn't. So... <laughs> Well, he had to be on, like, some drugs, bro. That's not alcohol. That's not only alcohol. He's got to be on some drugs. I mean, you hear about that guy that was on those bath salts a few years ago, and I don't know, fentanyl Fentanyl's a big thing now, man. Like, did you know that they're, like, disguising it as candy now? Like, it looks like candy. That's crazy. Fentanyl's a, a crazy thing, man. Yeah, you got to watch out for fentanyl. It's terrible. Terrible. It's, it's like what Eddie James said. Cocaine is a heck of a drug. He didn't say those in those exact words, but cocaine is a heck of a drug. <laughs> On that note, yeah, that's the jail report, man. That's our jelly donut. It's um, pretty crazy, man. I We love you guys from the state of Florida. I love coming out to the state of Florida, but, man, for some reason, I don't know if it's the heat or whatever, but uh, y'all have some crazy stories. It's the, it's, it is probably the heat and the drugs, man, because it's, it's very, uh, crim- a very criminal life over, over there, but, yeah. So I guess we're going to segue into the donut hole. And Michael, what you got for us on the donut hole? Well, for some of you, it's entertaining. For some of you, it's boring. We're going to talk about we're three weeks into the NFL season. we got to see how we're doing, Chris, because we made some predictions at the beginning of the season. we got to see how we're doing. And then I'm going to give, uh, for those of you who are not football fans or don't have time to watch football, because I understand both, I'm going to give you a two-minute synopsis of what the three weeks of the NFL have showed us at the end of this donut hole here. So, Chris, you ready to do this? Yeah, I'm ready, I guess. I'm just going to ask a couple of questions here. You were saying the Cardinals, right? That's that's who your Super Bowl team was, right? Yeah, that was just a gut feeling, but I don't think they're doing too good, are they? No, no, they're not. Not so far. Uh, they're looking pretty bad. They're one and two. I mean, it's it's still early on, but, but by the way they've been looking, it's just not very good. However, you know, who was my dark horse Super Bowl team? It was the Las Vegas Raiders, and I am doing worse than you, 0-3. So I don't think it's going very, very good. So how, how much have you heard about the NFL this year, Chris? Here's my thing, bro. I have not heard anything. I have not watched it. I have not kept up with any of it, primarily because whenever I work, I work on Sundays all day long. And during Monday and, well, Monday's wrestling, and then Thursday, I just, we do the podcast. So I don't have a chance to really watch it. <laughs> You're going to find the, the, the next parts really, really interesting. And so forgive us uh, when this podcast comes out, the um, it's going to be on Monday, and so these stats are going to be different. But here are the undefeated teams so far in the NFL up to this point. The Miami Dolphins, they're 3-0 and right now. That's a shocker. The Philadelphia Eagles are 3-0 and right now. That's a shocker. 
they're the only two undefeated teams left. And before that, the Giants were undefeated until the Cowboys beat them on Monday night. Cowboys are going all the way, baby. <laughs> undefeated season all the way. Just kidding. Cowboys, Cowboy fans are resilient. Cowboy fans, Dallas Cowboy fans are people that like to take their exes back 500 million times, even though they were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be different this time. It's going to be different this time. And then you're like, okay. And then you just keep getting disappointed. But Cowboy fans, I'll give it to them. They're loyal. You know, the, the best analogy I've ever heard in, you know, being a Cowboys fan myself, and yes, we have to live with ourselves, is um, it's like it's like watching a trust fund kid with a meth habit. You know, it's like you keep wanting them to succeed and everything is going well, but this kid just keeps getting in trouble and he's always getting arrested, you know? Anyways, <laughs> um, so we here's what I want to talk about right now. So the teams that are not doing so hot are the teams that were supposed to do well. The teams that are doing well eh, weren't really the AFC North. You know who the leader of the division is right now? The Bills? No, it's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, wow. Jacksonville is the head of their division right now. That's crazy. Like like Jacksonville. Minnesota is on top of theirs right now. Weird. I mean, Miami. I mean, they're beating everybody. They're beating the Bills right now. So, in fact, they beat them last Sunday. Like, can you believe Miami beat the Bills? Crazy. Craziness. Anyways, so let's go into my three-week synopsis of what we've seen so far. Okay, hold on. You said two minutes. Your time starts now. All right, I'm going to have to really make this quick. So the Miami Dolphins have really, really looked good. I mean, they just lost their quarterback like five minutes before I started talking about this. So I don't know how well it's going to keep going. They're playing with Teddy Bridgewater, but they've been doing really, really well and very shocking. Uh, the rest of the AFC East, the Bills are going to bounce back. They're going to do good. I still, still see them deep in the playoffs, but they've been acting a little funny the last game. And then the Jets piss poor. The Patriots, <laughs> I don't see them making the playoffs this year. AFC North, really? Uh, the Browns, come on. Uh, I mean, they, they had an elf as their midfield logo last week. Crazy. Like, they're literally supposed to be dogs that have an elf on their field, and they're named after a color. I really don't know what they're supposed to be. You know, the rest of the AFC North, uh, what's going on with the Bengals right now? I mean, they're not doing very hot. I mean, I'm watching them on Thursday Night Football as we speak right now, and they're, like, barely in the lead, but still. Jacksonville, one minute. You got one minute. in the South. And what happened to Matt Ryan? Matt Ryan with the Colts, by the way, Chris, garbage, garbage. He's playing. He's playing absolutely terrible. Houston Texans. We know they were going to be that way. Kansas City looked a little weak last week. Uh, the Chargers are doing incredibly bad. The Raiders. What? Like totally whiffed. Come on. I'm Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. I was expecting a lot more out of you. The Eagles. They look legit. They look legit, and I hate them for it. Cowboys, 30 seconds. I'm so tired of Dak and Zeke. I really am. I, I could go on and on about that. But the rest of them, you know, the Giants actually look decent. The Commanders, I'm not worried about it. The North, you know, Green Bay is going to win the North. It's, it's really easy. But the Lions have promise. Same with Tampa. They're going to wipe them. And the Cardinals, 10 seconds. what is going on with the Cardinals, man? And by the way, Atlanta Falcons fans, I love Cordero Patterson. I don't care what your record is. Go for it. We're done. I'm done. Oh, hey, that was good. Ten seconds left of the spare. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals. You're committing a Cardinal sin right now. Just kidding. Uh, here's my thing, bro. Like, I'm all about, like, yeah, sports, football, and stuff. 
my thing, and I know this is not what fries my donuts. The people that they let their weekend be ruined by the outcome of the game, I'll be like, all right, bro, you gotta, you gotta little, take a little chill pill, bro. Gotta take a little chill pill. I like it's not that serious. It's not that serious right now. They used to be me. I don't know. You probably remember that. That used to be me. I mean, the thing is, it's it's one of those things. It's just a game, and uh, maybe it's because I've been fans of losers for so long that I've just learned to accept it when they lose. But yeah, it's it's just one of those things. I don't let it affect me that much. It's just like, hey, they lost. Maybe it's because those people have money riding on the game. I'm not gonna lie. If I had money riding on the game and uh, I lost some money, I'd be a little upset. So. I'm not advocating for betting or sports betting at any front, but I do like doing the daily fantasy stuff where you literally make a fantasy team for one day, bet like a dollar at a time, and, you know, it's it's fun, but you're not, like, gambling the, the house away or anything like that. If you or someone you know has a gambling addiction, call 1-800-GAMBLE. <laughs> That's what they put on all of the, like, the DraftKings and, like, all the gambling sites. They'd be like, if yeah, you or do. someone you know has a gambling problem, please call this number. But, yeah, sorry, that was a little sidetrack. Didn't mean to get down on a rabbit hole. But, yeah, week three, it's interesting to see what happens. But it's still early. I mean, things change, bro. Like, it could, it could turn in the middle of the season. So, we never know. Oh, oh, oh Lord, yeah. I mean... And everything I was saying is just predictions, but it's just it's crazy how things are panning out so far. Some one other thing that I wanted to add is we're seeing injuries like crazy. Like I haven't, I mean, this is on the college level, but you hear about that uh, that tech kid that, I mean, he he it was like I'll put it to you this way: I've never seen on TV somebody get injured and they full on take it to a commercial break and send it back to the studio because somebody's injured and they don't want you to see their injury. Apparently it was like one of the most grotesque injuries that ever happened. And like, I mean, he, the rest of the team left and he had to stay in North Carolina and get surgery. Like it was that bad apparently. So, um, and then, here just a few minutes ago is like Dolphins quarterback got hit and he hurt his head and neck and everybody was worried he was going to be paralyzed. It's just like, it's, it's weird. You know, it seemed like last year you were talking about, man, the NFL is just not as physical as it used to be and things like that. And it's like, man, it seems like maybe they've stepped it up a notch here this, this, this year. I don't know. I don't know, man. Well, hopefully they can all be safe and be good and prayers to all those that have the injuries. So, yeah, it's not a fun thing. But yeah, so what we're going to move into now is we're going to move into what fries my donuts. <laughs> Chris, I'm going to ask you the question, man. What fries your donuts? Oh, boy. Um, and I'm going to get – I'm trying not to get off on too much of a rabbit hole here. But Micah can appreciate this, and we know some of these in our real life. But what really gets me is internet trolls. I do not like internet trolls at all, man. And we all know – who we're talking about. These are the people that go out and they look to start fights. They look to start arguments on Facebook. You could take the most innocent, the most good-natured cause or post or thing, and there's always going to be that one person that is just looking to say something negative to stir their pot, stir the pot. I saw it was an ad for like donating to help hungry people in some foreign country. It was like India or something. And I like I always click on the comments because I don't start it, but I like to read the chaos. I really do because it's funny. And someone commented it was like, let's feed people in our own nation first. That's what they said. 
They were like, let's feed hungry people in America first. We don't need to be sending money to go feed these people. For I was like, dude, whoever you are, like, come on now. Like, these people are hungry. Like, that is like stirring the pot. Like, I do not like when people stir the pot and they're just bored and they have no nothing else to do and they stir the pot. Micah, I know you can attest to this because you know some real-life internet trolls. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the NFL, those are my favorite ones. Going to sports, right? NFL will post something. It'll be like, happy birthday to, you know, Tony Romo. I'll just put a name out there. And I love going and reading the comments because what it'll what'll start is it'll it, it could be something really innocent, right? But it starts this whole entire thing. It'll just be like a bunch of people will be like, first of all, you have to weed through all the bots, right? It's like happy birthday, happy birthday. I'm a lucky, you know, I'm a lucky lady looking for a lucky man or something like that. And you're like, oh god. But then you get to some where it's like Tony Robo sucks. Now you've got like, and then all of a sudden you see underneath it, it's like 36 comments, and you're like, oh boy, let's see, let's open this up. And from such a simple comment of like, he sucks, it's like, nah, man, you suck. And it's like, no, you suck, and your mom sucks. And then next thing you know, like they're in this whole full fledged fight talking about each other's moms, wives, kids, whatever, right? They're just in this knockdown drag out. And it's, it's hilarious because you're just like, do these people have nothing else to do? Like they, They're just going to go picking fights over nothing. Exactly. People get so offended so easily. And it's so easy to like start that little fire. It's like what you said. They could just be saying, happy birthday, so-and-so. And then as soon as you read that, you know somebody's going to comment something to that effect. Like, oh, yeah, this person sucks. And then it's like, oh, yeah, well, your wife probably left you because you're a nerd and you live in your mom's basement. And people always have to escalate it to the to the nth degree. But the thing that fries my donuts about these internet trolls is these people would never say the stuff that they say to people out on the street man like they hide behind their little keyboards and their computers and they don't say what they would really say and it's like yeah i get it like i guess being behind a screen gives you some sort of uh, protection or empowerment and uh, but i'm like bro like stop can you just like not comment something mean on somebody's uh status like just because like there are plenty of things when i read people's stuff online that i think and i think it but i'm not gonna comment on it because i'm like i used to be like that i used to start facebook fights like i used to like get into political debates or religious debates with people on facebook but here's the thing at the end of the day like that's not gonna help anything you're wasting your time you get mad you get worked up and you just like spent all your emotional energy on something that doesn't even matter but these internet trolls they like to stir the pot man and it really fries my donuts because i'm tired of seeing it i think it's i think it's hilarious sometimes you know it's it's bad but it's hilarious um i think i'm gonna share one of my favorite internet troll things and this is, you know, sometimes they're really funny. Sometimes they're just aggravating, like like Chris is talking about. But somebody called somebody else, um, you know, they, they posted pictures, you know, on Facebook where you can announce your relationship and post pictures and stuff. Somebody did that, and somebody literally commented on their picture and said, uh, wow, I didn't know you were dating farm animals now. 
And I was like, ooh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's pretty bold. Yeah. I mean, it was it was one of those to where you want to see the Facebook fight. It was like families were coming out, you know, aunts and uncles on, like, one side, the other side. And, you know, apparently it was, like, the person's ex or something, and there was, you know, big beef going on or whatever. But, you know, <sighs> You know, jeez, it was it was just the moment I saw that it was just like, oh man, it, they dropped a bomb. Yeah, people have no restraint anymore, and I'll tell you, I don't think they're internet trolls, but they're like live trolls are the are the Paul brothers, dude, Logan and Jake Paul. They like just do things just to get a reaction out of people. Like they're hated, and they do stuff and say stuff, and they're in a boxing and wrestling now and they're just doing these things to get views and it's like they know what they're doing like they're saying stuff to uh get people mad at them so that the people can like comment and like it's a smart way of doing it like they're doing it to intentionally get fans they're like whether they are commenting or subscribing or watching i'm still getting the views and i'm still getting the money so man internet trolls they need to go get a life they need to get a life and they need to like just because you think it doesn't mean you necessarily need to say it and once it's out there on social media, man, like your bosses and all that stuff, they can see that kind of stuff. Like there's ways to get around the the private stuff. So, yeah, be very careful about what you post on um, Facebook and Instagram and social media. Yeah, in general, you got to be real careful with all of it. It's just, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I feel like if everybody would put their time and their energy into beneficial things instead of like trolling people, like the internet could be used for such great things. You can expand your knowledge in so many vast areas, and yet we we choose to go and put other people down. Like we could be doing so many other productive things with our time, but yeah, I don't I don't know I don't know, man craziness so that's what fries my donuts so i guess we're gonna go ahead and segue into our mystery donut which is our improv segment and we're gonna play a game we haven't played the questions only game in a while so uh we can go ahead and play that um let's pick a talk topic hmm i got one um applying for or not applying the first day of college okay the first day of college Freshman year, you've never been to college before, so we're going to play the questions only game. Do you want me to start, or do you want to start? Here, I can start. I'll start it. All right, go for it. Do you know where this class is? Does it look like I know? Have you been here before? Were you there at freshman orientation? Was I? Did you not pay attention to when they were saying where the classes were? Have I ever paid attention to anything anytime? Dang it. <laughs> Sorry. You got, you got me with that one. We, we could we could we could do another another topic uh, at the beach let's do let's do at the beach okay here we go am I gonna get sunburned is that a jellyfish is it gonna sting me can I pee on it how many grains of sand do you think are actually on the beach do I have to count them all can you rub this suntan lotion on my back what am I gay <laughs> what makes you think I am I don't know are you do you think that the that snow cone truck is gonna come over this way what if it does do you have five dollars that i can borrow why do you always need five dollars does it look like money grows on trees around here what do you want next skittles from the machine would you please kindly go and grab me some skittles those sound delicious all right you got me you got me um let's do our last topic let's do the fair um 
I know we did it last week, but we can do it again this week because the fair's still in town for me. So okay, I'll start it. Okay. Did you see those preachers praying over there? Did it look like they could give me $5 so that I could go get a lemonade? You and the $5. What is up with you and the $5? How much do you think a fried cheese stick costs? How much would you take for getting your ear cut off like Van Gogh? Is that even relevant to this questions only game? Hey, if we're at the fair... Why wouldn't I ask a question like that? Do you think that this funnel cake is going to give me heartburn? Don't we have Pepsi in the car? Did you remember to bring the Pepsi? Probably not. <laughs> All right. All right. Questions only. Questions only stretches you way past uh, what you are comfortable with, especially you got to think on your feet on the fly. So it's a good improv game. So we are going to segue into the Eclair Donut, which is the positive advice so i'm gonna go ahead and go first this week i think it's my week to go first um and this is something that i am definitely learning uh, and it's a thing that i have to go back and i have to reassess but priorities are a big thing man and sometimes you have to like stop in life and you have to like reassess your priorities um because sometimes just being with busy and getting the hustle and the flow of things uh, your priorities can kind of get out of whack. And I know that's been true for me, but sitting down and saying, okay, what are my priorities? And I've heard this before, like it's easy to set boundaries, but it's hard to protect boundaries. Um, so sometimes you could be like, okay, these are my priorities. But then sometimes you get caught up and be like, oh man, I got to do this. I got to do that. And you kind of lose sight of where your priorities are. And you have to ask yourself, is like, is this giving me life or is this like draining me? Um, and then sometimes you have to ask yourself, like, am I able to do this right now in the season of life that I am in? And just because you can do something doesn't mean that you always should do something. Um, and I've been very guilty of taking off uh, more than I can handle sometimes. Like, I'll take stuff on and I'll pile on my plate and then my plate will get too high. But it's always good to, like, go back and, like, kind of reassess your boundaries. And so that's been something I've been having to learn is just, like, okay, what are my boundaries? And making sure you protect those boundaries. So. That is my positive advice for this week. And that's good. It's it's really hard. Like I I, have, I deal with that all the time. About setting boundaries and keeping them. You know, setting them is one thing, but keeping them is, is really hard. It's easier said than done. So good, good stuff there. Mine is about being flexible. Uh, we really want to be flexible. So as we all know, I've talked about planes before and whatnot. But... Uh, I just want to take a moment and talk about some space age technology. So some of the newer planes, it's very interesting. If you see them, they have what is called wing flex. And literally the wings, whenever you get up to a certain speed, they literally, it almost looks like a bird, not like flapping, but literally the wings just lift and lift and lift to where it's it's almost like an arcing motion because they're, they're just flexing so much. And what that provides is it provides a nice stable ride in the cushion of air. And so, literally, if there's a bump in the air or anything that happens, it keeps everybody inside comfortable. Well, that's what flexibility does for you anyways in life. It's There's going to be bumps and there's going to be bruises, but if you're flexible and easily adaptable, then it's going to keep you mostly comfortable. Will you still feel the effects of the turbulence? Yeah. And can it be a little rough sometimes? Yeah. But not nearly as much as if you were to fight that the bumps and the bruises head on instead of being flexible with it. So that's, that's mine for this week. Yeah, man, you got to roll with the punches sometimes. And 
yeah, but we appreciate all you guys listening to us. Hey, when whenever we release this, it's going to be officially October, man. Like, that's crazy to think about. Like, it's already October. This year has been flying by. I feel like September, like, just flew by. I feel like this whole year has. I'm sitting here. We're about to go into the holiday season, and, you know, we're, we're about to have some, like, turkey in our stomachs here and just just a you know couple months here it's crazy think about it this time last year we were just kind of getting the ideas for donut box podcast and then we actually recorded our first episode on thanksgiving so uh yeah it's coming up pretty soon but yeah this time has flown by for sure but hey tell your friends like comment subscribe uh go check out our uh, trash can tv's night at wrestling on our youtube page uh tell them where they can go to the website tv that's tv and yeah we've got some great stuff on there we've got some uh, we, we show you where to find the shows too so if you want to cut your cable provider and go over there and see some free shows for free there's where you are dropping that little hintity hint 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 but also we got our own original content you can even see stuff that we put on um we got like the story of chris on there and cops that was from what 12 13 years ago when we first started filming things and being goofy on camera yep so that's on there so feel free to drop by see all that stuff and um yeah we appreciate you watching and listening yep so we're gonna sign off i'm chris and i'm micah and we thank you so much for listening to the donut box podcast